Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Equipcast. Today, I sit down with Mandy Bush and Amanda Pfeiffer, and we have a great conversation about how their parish has leaned into helping people discern their charisms. They're trying to equip people for mission, help disciples become missionary disciples by finding out how the Lord has called and equipped them to be a vessel of his love. You're going to love the conversation today. Take a listen. Hey everybody, welcome to the Equipcast, a weekly podcast for the Archdiocese of Omaha. I'm your host, Jim Jansen. Now let's dive into some encouragement and inspiration to equip you to live your faith and to be fruitful in your mission. Let's go. Ladies, welcome to the Equipcast, Amanda Pfeiffer and Mandy Bush. How are you? Great. Doing good. Thanks for having us. Okay, so this is this is fun. You guys are friends. Which, if people don't like pick this up right away, uh, it's pretty it's pretty clear. Introduce yourselves and like, how did your lives intersect? Mm. Oh gosh, good story. You can go. Mandy is the best kind of friend because she is a praying friend, uh, um, and the Lord actually brought our friendship together in the midst of a really difficult time in our parish community. And He asked us to pray. And He asked us to Both pray us. Yeah. together three years ago. And we've been praying together every week since, and the friendship has just blossomed beautifully, I think, through that docility and obedience to what God wants to do through us, through our charism of intercession, which we both have, and we'll talk about today. That's awesome. Wow. Great tie-in. Yeah. That wasn't planned, by the way. That was just like... <laughs> it was not. <laughs> no, I mean, I'd like God's to... good like that. <laughs> yeah, I would like to think that I'm just like, gosh, Jim is such a good host. Like, no, just Jesus is really good. So... We want to talk about charisms, this idea that the Lord has, when he calls us to follow him and he sends us to share him, he gifts us with something. It benefits us, but it's really for others. Let's talk a little bit about, Mandy, your, your role at the parish, um, St. Pat's, Elkhorn, Nebraska, pastoral care minister. You have some opportunity here, like, okay, I get to help informing disciples uh, for their personal mission. How did you first like get connected or turned on to this idea of using charisms to help people find their personal mission? Yeah. First, I just have to say, I just, I love the work I get to do at St. Pat's. It's such a blessing. We have kind of a unique, I think a unique kind of pastoral care ministry because we have a strong St. Vincent de Paul Society and the Human mm. Needs Committee, which Amanda kind of spearheaded and continues to that meet the um, physical needs and the resources yeah. that people might come to the church for. So we get to really focus on the spiritual um, aspects of taking care of our parishioners, uh, which is a really neat position to be in. And I remember first hearing about called and gifted. I was actually at a meeting at St. Gerald's and it was an alpha meeting. And I heard Charlie Hoover talk about this course and my I felt like my heart was going to leap out of my chest. And so I asked a lot of questions about it. And for about probably three or four years, it just wouldn't leave. I just really wanted to know what this was about. And so finally, I just looked into it and um, we we decided we really wanted to bring it to St. Pat's, but there were just some barriers in that, just mm -hmm. time and resources and all of those things. So we found a couple of other churches that were also interested, which was really 
um, neat because we all came together and said, we want to do this and we want to use this to create missionary disciples in our parishes. Yeah. And I was blessed to see as after that was already, you know, that was all invisible to me, Mm -hmm. but after it was already going, I mean, such an amazing thing in a diocesan office to have a whole group of people say like, Hey, we feel like all these different parish leaders, like the Lord is like calling us to do something. We want to serve our people. Would you help us? So like, Yes, it's just and a thank wonderful. you for your help. Oh, because it was, it was an enormous help. Yeah, but it was such support. a. I mean, it's such a gift. Like you know, the. I mean, there's not not a lot of chantry folks. I think listening to to the uh, equip cast here, although there there are some. Brian Miller, shout out to a friend in St. Louis. Uh, there's a number around the country, but like it's such a gift. That's our heart too. But sometimes you feel like you're trying to foster something and when people come to you and it's good people they have a vision and a desire and they've already connected with each other oh my gosh it's just wonderful yeah and really when we went through that team training together having everyone from the archdiocese in that room you could feel it that it was just this supernatural shove of the dove per se there was such an excitement in the room and that there in lies how you know you're moving in your charisms and it's what the Lord wants, right? It's just that joy, that infallible joy that it just brings out in you. And you could feel that in the room. So it's exciting. It's really exciting to think about because every parish needs this. Mm -hmm. Every disciple needs this. Mm -hmm. And it was neat to get to walk through it with other parishes too. Like we're in this together, Mm -hmm. learning together, growing together, um, supporting each other. And, and recognizing the gifts in each other. And I think when we do that in community, right? Like when we are sitting around a table together, um, helping each other see, because I think it's hard sometimes to, to recognize the gifts in yourself. There's like, you want to have like a humility about it, but the it's the Lord's gifts, right? Um, but when we sit at a table together and we help each other see it, there's just like a, I don't know, there's a confidence and a reassurance and an encouragement that comes with that. And we got to see that happen with different people from different parishes all around the archdiocese as we walked through it to learn how to offer it to our parishioners. So I want to make sure we connect the dots for people who are listening. We decided, we, meaning the group of parishes or what, six, seven Mm -hmm. parishes, and then the archdiocese, we partnered together, all of us, with the Catherine of Siena Institute. They're called and gifted charism discernment process. And so they they sent staff. They did a wonderful training. And then each parish was then equipped with a team that could facilitate that discernment process of charisms with their participants. Really fruitful. I want to talk about that, but I want to go back, Amanda, to something you said. You're like, every parish needs to have this. Everybody needs to do this. There's a lot of passion there. Say more. There is a lot of passion there. This is like an essential item that you need to have in your toolbox as an intentional disciple because Knowing what your charisms are and the ways in which the Lord moves in you to do his work changes everything. Yeah. Because when it's his work, it's not work. And it helps you to discern, what do I want to say yes to? What do I say no to? And there's just a, a real freedom in that. Yeah. Say, say more about that because I mean, we, you know, I give kind of like the short definition, you know, charism is this supernatural gift the Lord gives you to empower you in your service to others, whether that be something like the gift of music, that when you play music, 
is not just that your fingers do the right things and you manage to, to get the right notes out, but that it soothes people's soul. God moves through that. Gifts of craftsmanship. You know, it's like, you know, you don't just make stuff, but people feel loved by the stuff you make. On and on and on. Ladies, could you tell a story like, what are your charisms? And what, is it, what does it feel like when you use that gift? I have a great example. Oh, you want a personal one? A yeah. personal example? I guess I would also say that the discernment process is not an event. It's like a, it's a process that plays out over time. So And it never stops. And it never stops. Yeah. I mean, really the course, the called and gifted course teaches a tool to help you discern your whole lives. Right. Well, it gives you a framework. It's like, hey, here's some gifts. Here's a way to think through this. Yeah. Have fun for forever. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Totally. So Amanda is really involved in our human needs committee at St. Pat's and she organizes a trip to, is it called Moms? Is that how you say it? Mom's place in Council Bluffs. Yeah. With Lisa and my brethren. With Lisa, my brethren. Yep. And I went there and I was standing behind a table and I was handing out shoes one, one Sunday morning. And I just knew the Lord did not intend for me to be right there. He needed, he intended me to be somewhere else. So um, this guy walks up and he has, he's in a lot of pain and he's got a cane and he was kind of like um, groaning and moaning. And I, I think people didn't know what to do with him, but I knew I was supposed to go talk to him. Mm -hmm. I just walked up to him and we struck up a conversation and we went and found a seat in the shade where he could be comfortable. And we just had a conversation about life. Mm -hmm. And um, and he just shared so much of the pain from his past and his current situation. And we prayed together. So the signs of a charism, right, is your own experience. And I knew that my bucket was not filled up. It was overflowing by my conversation with this man. And he was crying. And um, so just, I think it felt healing for him. And they say that the charisms are healing because they're the manifestation of they're God's presence in that moment, right? And I knew it wasn't me. I, I knew it wasn't just me, that there was something um, that God was there and he was moving. And um, I left there and I looked at my husband and I said, oh my, like I am on cloud nine right now. I just feel like I'm on cloud nine. And, I, and it felt like the gift of encouragement that had come through for him in that moment. And so that was, I think that was the first time for me that I really was like, I know for certain that that gift came through for that man. I remember that day. Do you? Mm -hmm. You were on cloud nine. I was on cloud nine. Yeah. And it was just beautiful to watch your docility in going where God wanted you to go. Mm -hmm. You knew you were meant to be there. Yeah. Not in that moment, I knew I wasn't behind the table. And so just to give some context, what that event is, is the fourth Sunday of the month, um, St. Pat's always partners with Lisa, my brethren, to bring people to help with the ministry that Dave Harvey has set up. And so we, we, we serve 150 mostly men, but some women and children that are living on the street. So for me, who has the charism of mercy, this is one of my favorite places to invite people to come. Because yeah. there is something about it that it just changes your perspective and your world worldview. And you have the opportunity to be the hands, the feet, the heart of Jesus mm -hmm. to somebody who mm -hmm. otherwise might not experience that. And you were that that yeah. day. 
Well, in Mandy, you said, you know, like the charisms are always healing. And I mm-hmm. would add, they're also always evangelistic too. Yes. That people are encountering the Lord. And when you encounter the Lord, it's like you're encountering truth and you're encountering his healing. All of those things are happening at the same time. You've personally, you know, you've gone through this process. You've gotten this kind of language. Like part of the the benefit of the process is you begin to learn not only what a charism is and how to discern it. You know, like, okay, what's going on in me? Do I find joy doing this? Can I see the fruit in others? But you also get a little bit of a taxonomy. You get these labels. Like, oh, that thing. Like when I talk to people, they feel better. I'm going to call that encouragement. Like you get a label for this way God uses you. Mm-hmm. And you get to look back and see it too. Yeah, yeah. And then right. you're like, oh, mm-hmm. that's been there all along, yeah. way before I had the yeah. label. What have you seen in terms of, like, as you've introduced this to parishioners, because you're, I think, a couple cycles into mm-hmm. introducing people, what have you seen in the effects of people who've gone through the process or started it? I have a story from today I can share because God is that good. (laughs) So we help people, you know, sort of learn this process of discernment. And um, one of my coworkers today had a special prayer intention for this afternoon. And she said, will you send it out to prayer intercessors? Will you send it out? And so immediately three names came to my mind and I sent it out, but I didn't give them a lot of detail. I just said, would you please pray for, you know, this, um, this afternoon and, And I started getting prayers that were coming back. They were texting prayers back. And it was so cool because the details in those prayers were exactly what the prayer was, but they didn't know it. Right, they didn't know. They didn't know it. And in fact, one of the women had been praying for it all week without knowing what she was praying for. So it was wow. the, it was amazing, and I got to share that back with them. Yeah, you know, hey, you guys, I don't think you knew this, but your prayers are exactly what the prayer is this afternoon. Like that's just how the body of Christ works, right? When yeah. we move in our gifts, God provides. Yeah, Amanda. Before we turned on the mics and started recording, you know, we were, we were chatting a little bit as we're setting up. You talked about, I think, again, this conviction that. It's just part of seeing the body of Christ at work and beginning to labor, not just as, you know, me, Jim, or Amanda, or Mandy, but laboring as a part of the body. Right. Say more about that. As you learn more about the charisms and the calling of your course does a really good job of helping build your understanding of what Mm -hmm. they all are. There's 26 of them as they define them. I'm sure there's more than that. Right. But 26 as they define them. And as you learn more about them, you start to think about how you see it in other people that you are walking with in parish life. What's been really rewarding is as people have gone through the course, being to serve as their called and gifted interviewer, we have the privilege to sit down and have a conversation with them to help them really kind of peel back that onion of well, where have you seen the Lord working? What are those gifts? What does it look like? And when it's somebody that you've known and that you've walked with already, either in friendship or, you know, just a course of community, to watch that light bulb go off and then Mm -hmm. to be able to affirm it back to them, yes, I've seen it in you. Here's how I've seen it. Um, It's been life-changing for people. I did did an interview with a gal who has the charism of 
craftsmanship. So she's a photographer by trade. And what she came to realize through this process is that she is able to use her charism every single day in what she does in her yeah, work. Not just at church. And she's stuff. not just <laughs> capturing, she's not just capturing a photo, but she is allowing people yeah. to see themselves in the same way that the Lord does, which is this just beautiful epiphany wow. moment for her that it really affirmed her vocation, her work, everything that she is doing that the Lord has called her to is right where God wants her. Well, and I bet she's finding the Lord. You know, it's like now in retrospect, it's like, well, gosh, the Lord's been gifting me and that's showing up all the time. Yes. He's with me all the time. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm with him. Mm -hmm. So, Amanda, I want to give us a chance to kind of go a little deeper there because sometimes people tend to only think of charisms, you know, they're like, oh, it's like a talent or like a strength. And yes, it can sometimes build off our professional training Certainly. or a natural gift, but there's something more there too. And, and you hit on it a little bit that like they're, people, they're not just getting good photos. They're beginning to see themselves as the Lord sees them. Can you, can you both say a little bit more about how the charism just goes beyond a natural talent or a natural gift? So one of the things that the Institute teaches in how you recognize a charism is the three Fs. It's the fruit, yeah, the feedback, and the feeling. yeah. And you have to have all three in order for you to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that, yes, this is my charism. And it has to happen kind of regularly. Right. right? Like certainly you can have a, a charism happen for one instance. But if you know it's it really is your charism, you're going to experience it frequently. So yeah, that fruit is the fruits of the spirit. Like, where are you seeing this bubble up in your life with what you're doing? Right. Mm -hmm. And we all know what those are, but that has to be present as part of it. The feedback is what are people telling you? So for instance, in the example that yeah. Ma Mandy just shared, she's giving them feedback that affirms their charisms mm -hmm. because they knew what to pray for before they were ever told right, what to pray right. for. Yeah. And she's getting, and she is providing that just so you know, it's clearly supernatural because you've been praying about the right thing before you knew How can you it explain was it? a thing. And that's the thing. There's a supernatural effectiveness about it that is beyond what you could possibly accomplish with your own skills and abilities, yeah. right? And so the discernment process in this course teaches you mm -hmm. the difference, right? Yeah. And I think that's a yeah. question a lot of people have yes. is, what's the difference? What's the difference? And, and when you pray about it, and you journal it, you kind of are paying attention and keeping track and you have a team supporting you in it, you do start to see where it's supernatural and you see where it could just be a just a natural skill or ability. But you, you're like, that couldn't possibly be because of anything I did, right? It's It really right. is the Lord at work. Right. And well, when it has a, a supernatural charism, right, where, or character, it's like, oh, this is, this is beyond what is normal. Right. You know, again, it's like somebody who's like, oh, I mean, you're a good musician. Like you hit the right notes, you stay on pitch. But it's a little weird that everybody's weeping. <laughs> you know, it's like, that's more than just you managed to stay in tune. Yep. There's something going yes. on there. That's the feedback. And then the third piece is that feeling. So when Mandy was describing how she felt in the moment yeah. to be ministering to that homeless man, she's on cloud nine. 
Yeah. Right. I always tell people when I'm moving in my charisms, you feel like you're on drugs. Like it is the most energizing feeling that you don't want to stop. But then when you're done, you're exhausted. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You're, like, you're, you're just wiped this, out because right. you know that you've given all it all. <laughs> but it's a different kind of fatigue. Yes. Sadly, right, that some of us know, um, some of us know all too well, where you are giving of yourself for a noble purpose, but you're just, you're spent in the wrong way because you're you're working outside of, a little, little outside of where the Lord has made you to serve in the body. Well, you know, Amanda, I look at you and and um, when I see you moving your gifts, there is such an ease about it. Things that would take mm-hmm. me three hours to get done, Amanda can do in 15 minutes and it's so easy for her It's and it's effective, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's an effectiveness about it too. Mandy, you shared encouragement. Mandy, you shared uh, mercy. Oftentimes people have more than one charism that shows up. What else? For us personally? Yeah. Like I said, I I am still discerning all the time, right? But um, for me, I think intercessory prayer is one Mm -hmm. that has been showing up um, quite a bit more and more. And so um, sometimes I'll feel like the Lord just put something on my heart and then teaches me how to pray for it. And then I pray for it. And then I'll be, I don't know why I'm shocked all the time, but I'll be like, oh, that prayer was answered. Well, that prayer was answered. But I think when you ask the Lord how he wants you to pray, and then you do that, then there is a supernatural element to the prayer being answered. Say more about that. How does Jesus teach you how to pray for something? Oh. You ask him. <laughs> I think that, I mean, I think that's that simple. It really is. And then you listen, like you have to create space to listen. Yeah. Um, although I can think of times when I was walking down the hallway in my house and I just was like, oh, I I need to go pray about that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess an openness and a receptivity and right. a, a, a listening heart, maybe. And just a standing, the Lord seemed to have permission to to interrupt your life. Yeah. For this. Yes. Time to pray. Yep. And I think you know. Um, I think you know when the prayer is done too. You pray for however long mm-hmm. you pray, and for whatever you feel like you're moving, and then you're like, okay, the prayer is done. And you also know when. You're called to pray and when you're not. What about you, Amanda? What else shows up for you? So one of my other charisms is the charism of administration. This is a difficult one to discern because prior to me becoming the church lady, I worked in corporate America for a really long time. Fortune 200 company. So you get kind of well-versed in what that looks like. there's a ton of professional training and practice, which makes it hard to separate. Is this just, I'm just good at my job? Yep. But for me, recognizing it is kind of some of the things that Mandy talked about. You know it's a gift from the Lord because your effectiveness is just that different. Like you can do things faster, easier, really supernaturally sometimes. Do you ever know what to do before you should know what to do? That kind of premonition of sorts? Like like we talked about it in the intercessory prayer space. Do you sometimes know what has to happen before maybe it would naturally occur to you? Yes. So you kind of get these things that drop of connecting the dots. I feel like I watch you at work and you know so quickly how to make something happen that you believe the Lord wants. Yeah. I love 
I mean, I love all the charisms, but I especially like the ones that maybe are more characterized more as ordinary. So I love administration <laughs> because <laughs> if you've ever if you've ever worked anywhere, but you know, particularly for the church, when that gift is lacking, oh good grief. Everything kind of grinds to a halt and everything's a slog to get stuff done. I also really like, I mentioned craftsmanship. My dad had that. You know, he was a carpenter and he was very good with his tools, but he was always at the service of widows and the poor and mm. people who were like, they felt trapped by their circumstances. You know, they had a remodeling bid that was way beyond their means that they feel like they, they had to do. And he's like, oh, I can do it for half the cost, you know? And, and he was there and he, his gifts were freeing for people and healing for people. Their, their loneliness, their isolation, their sense of desperation was lifted by his hammer. And they're being loved and cared for yeah. through that hammer. Yeah. And and he was too. I mean, he could, it was a service. You know, he volunteered at church. He did those things. But I know he felt close to the Lord in that service. We're, we're talking, you know, we're recording in my office together and a number of his tools are hanging on the, hanging on the wall. Is? Yeah. I saw those when I walked in. Yeah. So yeah, some saw blades. That's and really neat. Thing, things like that. I think there is something to be said for when you look at the master list of charisms. Some are certainly sexier than others, right? Oh, for sure. When you hear about them, you feel innately drawn. Like, mm -hmm. oh, I want to have healing. Yeah. 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 Prophecy. Right? right. Yeah. Even intercessory prayer, I yeah. think, has that to it. But there is so much beauty in just embracing the ordinary, the simple, the small things that the Lord needs us all to do in order to build his kingdom. And then recognizing the ways in which he moves and works through that. It's funny you say that. I was um, making me think about this, but I was in class and there was or one of the you know courses where we were learning about the charisms. And there was somebody that had some anxiety about, oh my gosh, what if God gives me a gift I don't want? Like, I don't want to do that. And it was a really good, and I'm glad he said it, because it was a really good opportunity to say, you know, the Lord works with the desires of your heart. And the gifts are God-given. We can ask for them. But they're God-given, and um, he's going to give you something that is a perfect fit for you that, that fills you up. Yeah, I'd build off that. I think when people are in a space where they have discerned well and they've been able to embrace them, you come to this unique spot where you're like, gosh, I don't know what I did, but I got the best gifts. That, that you, When you <laughs> embrace your own, yeah. you're like, these are the coolest. Like, you know, administration and mercy— Oh my gosh, I feel bad for everybody else who doesn't have it. You know? <laughs> I do think that's true. Yeah. When I think about mine, I think of, I, I guess I didn't realize it, but I do think about it that way. Yeah. Like, how blessed am I that I get mm -hmm. these gifts? Yeah. But also recognizing them in others, too. Like, mm -hmm. don't ask me to make the casserole for the <laughs> party or have people over to Which my house. Which is what I love. Right? Not my charism. Yes. Yeah. But hey, I know a friend who has it. <laughs> Let's ask her. And yeah. I don't know how to get that big project done, but I know somebody who does <laughs> and it'll be easy for her. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I want to switch gears a little bit here. So this is, again, this is a parish initiative to help equip disciples mm -hmm. to kind of step into their missionary role, whether that be evangelization proper or healing, just like you, you discover this, you're equipped for your mission. Have you noticed any patterns? As people are discovering, they're being equipped, any patterns that you notice in the way people tend to serve? I think that's uncharted territory right now. 
I feel like we're new mm-hmm. to it as a as a group um, because I think it's such a process, right, that you work through. Yeah, I think we're in the middle of that right now. And I think it's a very delicate balance too because as leaders, you want to be able to identify people by their charisms, right? Because it certainly will make the work that much easier, right? Because it's the Lord's work and it's the right people. But you don't want to put people in a box right? and label them and start to think, well, she doesn't have this, so we can't use her sort of a thing. Right. That's something that we really need to take to prayer more about how do you want to use this, Lord? How do you want to put this body together Mm -hmm. to really serve you? And I will add, I will add to that when I think about it. I would say a pattern is feeling more confident stepping out of your comfort zone. Interesting. Say more. Because I see some of our guests that have been through discernment, you know, they've been through all three phases and they've been through discernment and where maybe in the beginning of the course, they were like, I couldn't have that gift. I'm not sure about this. I see them volunteering for things that are within that charism. Whether they know it or not, they're doing it. Yeah. And then there's a fruit that comes from that, right? Mm -hmm. Because they're moving in the gift. It's a very affirming process. Yeah, yeah. I would say we're in a phase where we're seeing um, people stepping out of comfort zones and getting more confident in where they're gifted and, and figuring out where that's pointing them. Yeah. So this may be premature and you may not be able to see the patterns here, but have you noticed, is there an increase of those who are being drawn to, I'm going to say like intra-parish ministries or ministries, service opportunities that are outside of the parish? Maybe their profession, in their neighborhood, fallen away family, friends, things like that. I think both. Because I think we also talked a lot about like, hey, this is the building of the kingdom, which is not just within these church walls. Like, it's out there. I'm thinking of a nurse who really discovered that she has been working in her charism of mercy all along, and she's right exactly where she needs to be. And it was really neat that everybody in the room was grabbing their books and going, that's the definition of mercy, what you're <laughs> doing, look at you. And it, and they were so like energized by her discovering like, wow, I didn't, mm-hmm. yeah. I've been doing this all along. I didn't know that was God yeah. like moving in me. So I think, yeah, I think some, I think for some people it's like just really embracing because they are seeing yeah. that they're where God has them. And then, but there are others I think that I've seen who are, yeah, wanting to move more into some ministry types of things. So I would say both. Well, yeah, Amanda, you gave the example of the photographer who's like, oh, yeah. I think a a lot of the interviews I've done, at least, where they have witnessed their charisms is in the workplace, which is really beautiful Yeah, because it takes the Lord out of the box that is just the church and helps people to realize that you're evangelizing and you don't even know it. You are showing up and you are doing the Lord's work every single day. And that doesn't mean that you have to sign up to be on this committee or do this thing at church. You can still serve him. That's what missionary disciples do, In right? the simplicity <laughs> of your everyday life. I'm so glad you shared that because I, f- I feel like that is a mark of healthiness. Because again, if the charisms are, are for others, of course, within a faith community, the members of that faith community will be blessed and will be enriched as our gifts 
serve one another. But if we are supposed to be missional communities, if you know, if our parishes are indeed little missionary outposts for a world, you know, that is starving for God's love, then you would expect some of those gifts to be for non-parishioners, or at least people who aren't parishioners yet, until they're like, man, that photo you took makes me want to come to your church. Yeah, and not just evangelism, right? Like all the and gifts. Healing. Yeah. All yeah, the all gifts yeah, yeah. are manifestation of the presence of God. Mm-hmm. And think about how for that nurse, right, the ripple effect that that has within her own community, right, of doctors and patients, yep. you know, they see it, they experience it. There's something different about her that you're drawn to. Right. There is something energizing about being just near someone who is use, using their charism. So it's like, you know, when you see anybody who's like serving with joy and peace and freedom and you're like, wow, and I can see the fruit, like it's working. It's like, well, that's not my gift, but man, I love being around it. And and I, I like working with this person. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't imagine what it would be in a stressed, challenging I mean, medicine today, the last couple of years have been, you know, really challenging in the medical field and have someone who literally has supernatural strength in their profession. It's like, I want to be on that floor. (laughs) I want to be in that wing of the hospital. What does she have? I want that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So I had an opportunity not too long ago to have a conversation with Sherry Waddell, who, you know, if the listeners don't know, she helped along with Father Michael Sweeney, found the Catherine and Siena Institute to help develop the assessment. And she said that, you know, of course, these charisms are given in baptism. They're, they're a gift that comes from the Spirit for others, but that they often don't wake up or begin to pop or manifest in people's lives until they have intentionally embraced or re-embraced their relationship with Jesus and their walk as a disciple. Have you seen that happen in the parish? Like where maybe someone like had this gift and it was kind of latent and then their renewed encounter with the Lord seemed to kind of release it. So I will say I have seen it and this is going to be a little contrary to what the Institute teaches, but I have seen it within our students. One of the the awesome parts of my role at St. Pat's is I get to walk alongside our, our eighth graders as they prepare for confirmation. And so it allows me to use my charism of administration, but also mercy at the same time. And so one of the things that we have them do is they spend their whole summer serving. So we take them to really intentional places where they are going to experience Jesus in a different way. And every summer, I have at least four or five students that I will recognize the charism of mercy in them. Just in their sheer presence, how they're carrying themselves, the fruit, the feedback that you're getting from the people that they serve or the organizations that we're serving with. And it brings my heart so much joy because Mm. they have a lived relationship with Jesus. Mm. They're stepping out into the world. They're using these gifts that they Mm -hmm. already have and they're getting ready to be anointed with these gifts. And it hasn't happened yet, but the Lord's giving them just a little taste of what is to come. And they're being drawn closer to him in their service. Yes. Like even though the gift was for others, as they exercise this gift, in this case, mercy, they get drawn closer to the Lord. Did you get to 
point that out to them? I did. Yes. And then that's one of the fun parts about when they do their upcoming confirmation retreat Mm -hmm. is I just get to pour it all on, right? All the ways that I've seen the Lord just working through them all summer long. It's so awesome. Oh, this is so beautiful. You get this little picture of this community where people are growing and maturing and being equipped for their mission and experiencing their life with new energy and hopefully, oh my gosh, that's the Lord. He's been there Mm -hmm. the whole time. I want to give you a chance to speak to those listening who are like, yeah, that sounds great. We could never do that in my parish. What do you want to say to them who think it's beautiful, but they don't know how to get from where they're at to what you're talking about? I would say you don't know what you don't know. So trust the Lord. That's exactly what I was going to say. And what he desires for each and every one of us. And in that trust, he will make it so easy. All you got to do is I got to show up, right? Isn't that 99% of being successful in life is just Mm -hmm. showing up and you got to trust the process. Expectant faith. And I would say, reach out. There are seven parishes, you know, in the archdiocese yeah, that are you're not alone. Like we figured it out and it it was like a long process and we did it together and that there are people out here who want to help you bring this to your parish. We can share with you, you know, like how we did it, the challenges, the joys, like we'll we'll share it all with you. There are yeah. people that want to help. Let us help. And I think there's a lot of 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 other programs with models like that, if you look at Welcome, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're getting ready to to launch Welcome this fall, and the team at Saint Wenceslas is helping us put it on because they've yeah. done it before, let, right? Yeah. Let us help you from our shared experience of what works, because I'm so passionate about this. This is really exciting. What is the contact number for Saint Pat's? You know, for those who, who are like, yes, yes, how? <laughs> Call us, 402-289-4289. All right, one more time. 402-289-4289. Talk just a little bit about the challenges. Just for, for those who are like, all they can see right now is their challenges. Uh, talk about a little bit like, okay, what did you experience? And then how did the Lord kind of help remove those? So I would say the challenges of getting started, one, the desire was there for all the parishes. The challenges are sometimes financial, just to be perfectly honest, because you have to go through team training. You can do that online, though. They've made a way to make it easier and more affordable. So don't let that be a roadblock um, because you can do it online. Make sure you have the support of your pastor, as always, right? That he is behind it and understands it and supports you in that. And then bring together a team. You don't want to do this by yourself. And in fact, the Institute recommends that there are at least four people. That's their recommendation. You know, I I suppose depending on the size of your parish, you can kind of go from there. But they recommend you do it as a team just because you're going to teach the course. You're going to need people who become trained to do a gifts interview, which is the coolest part of this whole Mm -hmm. thing is getting to hear people's stories of how Mm -hmm. God has been working and moving in their lives. And then you want a team to help discern. So I would say, don't try to do it by yourself. Do it as a team. Make sure your pastor has support. And then financially, don't let that be a roadblock because there are ways to get it done. I love that. When I get the opportunity to teach the course, I tell people this all the time. 
the devil doesn't want you to know what your gifts are. Okay. So he's going to throw up every roadblock under the sun to make you think you don't have gifts. You don't have the time. And you really have to, to just be on guard, prayerful against that. I mean, I just want to highlight that when you feel an intense call, obligation, and I'll emphasize more obligation than call, like, I'm supposed to do this, but you don't feel the corresponding gift and strength. It's like, ooh, that's a weird, you know, what does that say about God, that he would ask you to do something and then leave you high and dry with what you need to do it? That's That's not actually like him. But that is the lie that is whispered. It is. And it's prevalent. I mean, we see that kind of through the discernment process as we walk alongside people is that there's always this this self-doubt, this unworthiness, Mm -hmm. all the lies over and over and just helping people undo them. Yeah. Recognize them, renounce them, and then proclaim the truth. Yeah. Because you're not being prideful to say, I have the charism of mercy. I have the charism of intercession because that's who God made you to be. Right. And I offer myself as a gift. All right, ladies, closing thoughts? Just do it. I agree. Pray about it. And then if you hear the call to do it, trust the Lord. It will only benefit your parish community to know your gifts, know your fellow parishioners' gifts, and begin to move in them. The other thing I would offer is if you're curious about it, but maybe not sure where the Lord is leading you in this space. Mm-hmm. Come and be part of one of our courses. We've had individuals from other parishes join our courses in the past. And it's a good way just to kind of, A, learn your own charism, dip your toes, per se, in the water, and begin to explore, is this what God wants for our community? I love it. Ladies, thank you. Thanks for having us. All right. So some of you listening, you're walking the dog now, or you're just about to your destination, and you know somebody needs to hear this, right? Maybe it's a partner in crime, and you see God's grace at work through them. Or maybe it's somebody you know, and they're a little tired. And it's like, you just need to take a step back and figure out where God has actually gifted you. Whoever it is, whatever it is, share this with whoever came to mind and who you know needs this. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to the EquipCast. We hope this episode has inspired you to live your faith and equip you to be fruitful in your mission. Stay connected with us by going to equip.archomaha.org. God bless and see you next time.